Welcome to Defiant Faith, where we believe that in order to live in your destiny, there must be an element of faith. Our goal here is to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to not only seek out, but to walk in your God-ordained destiny. Each week we will thoughtfully discuss what it takes to discover and walk in your purpose. Destiny looks different for everyone and it's vital to know the reason for which we were created. Now, without further delay, let's move forward with today's topic. Hello, my Defiant Faith family and friends. We are in for a treat today because today we get to hear from a special guest. Before I bring him on, I want to tell you just a little bit about him. This guest is special to me like none other. I've known him for several years, actually all his life. He has an I can do this mentality regardless of the challenge. He's not afraid to try something new and he puts his heart and soul into it. It's been my honor to walk with him and watch him grow while taking a few notes, if I can be honest about that. So without further delay, I want to welcome to today's podcast, my youngest son, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, thank you so very much for not only saying that you would be a part of the Defiant Faith podcast, where we endeavor to encourage, motivate, and inspire people to live out their dreams and pursue their destiny. But I also want to thank you for agreeing to be my very first live guest. So I appreciate all that you've done, and I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Anything that you want to start out with? Yes, actually, I want to say thank you for at least extending this invitation to be a part of what you got going on. So I'm excited. All righty. Well, we're not going to waste any time here. Let's jump into the conversation. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and what you do. So I am a, well, by trade, I am a truck driver and also a business owner. And in that business, I do uh, coffee, roasted coffee and anything coffee. Okay. So do you like coffee or is this something that you just decided you wanted to do as a business? How did you get into coffee? Well, it's it's kind of goes hand in hand with my my trade job, uh, being a truck driver, be on the road so much. I don't want to say I got addicted to coffee, but I, I got to the point where I was drinking a whole lot of coffee. Six, sometimes maybe six, seven, eight cups of coffee in a single day. And um, that led into me one day just looking around and be like, there so are a lot of dr- drivers that drink coffee around me. Why is Why does... Why do drivers like this this brevet so much this coffee? And of course that went into a deep dive into like all things coffee, trying to figure out where it's coming from, how is it roasted, to what are the regions, and then next thing I know, um into the coffee business. Awesome. That's awesome. And I think that's a good point to bring out here because most of the time when When we think about people walking in their destiny, we automatically think that it has to be something in the church, if you will, or or not only that it has to be something in the church, but it has to be some, you know, great and mighty and, you know, uh, CEO-ish of billion dollar companies and stuff. And I know you probably are, you know, that's probably your aim and your goal, 
But one of the things with walking in your destiny and fulfilling your purpose is you have to start somewhere. So I think it's very interesting that you took what you do as a job um, and just going from truck stop, truck stop, drinking coffee. Now, that's a lot of coffee. I have to tell you, that's a lot of coffee, even for me. But you're drinking coffee and and just actually taking a minute to look around and say, wait a minute, there's a lot of us drinking coffee around here. Why are we drinking so much coffee? And taking that idea and turning it into a business. So um, that that's interesting. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, truck driving, I'm, I'm at right around eight years, I believe. Eight to okay. nine years. I don't know the exact uh, time frame on that. Uh, Coffee-wise, I've only been in it for just under two years. Just under two years. Okay. So since you've been driving trucks, if you will, for eight years, is that something that you always saw yourself doing or did it like like the coffee? It just kind of came up on the spur of the moment one day and you decided you wanted to drive trucks. How did you get into truck driving? Well, it's interesting that you say that or ask that because originally I hadn't, I didn't plan on getting into um commercial driving or truck driving it was more of one it was one of those things where you know what i want something that i know will always have a job securement type of industry okay and i felt like that we will always need truck drivers and at the time i was like you know what i don't see myself ever driving trucks but you know what i don't see, i don't have anything against it and eventually it's like you know what i went on and got my cdl and what was more interesting is I had family or yeah, I have and had family members in the past that were truck drivers. So it wasn't that much of a far reach for me because I had those influences in, throughout my life that were a part of the industry. So. OK, interesting. So for those of you who don't know, Jonathan is actually my youngest son. And yes, my old, my youngest brother was a truck driver, as well as my father, who owned his own uh, pulpwood business. So he was in logging. And then my grandfather on my mother's side, my maternal grandfather, he was he wasn't in trucking, but he was in part of the Department of Transportation. So, yeah, it, the trucking gene, I guess, has been handed down from generation to generation and it got stuck on Jonathan. So. Yeah, he he um he's he's been doing this for a minute and I, you know, I'll go out, I'll put it out there because sometimes during the podcast you've heard me say and you will hear me say that there are people who will talk you out of your dream or try to talk you out of your dream because they don't see it. So Jonathan, do you want to tell that story or do you want me to tell it? You can tell it. Okay, so when Jonathan was first looking at getting his CDL, he was planning to do some other things um, as far as his life journey, if you will. And as a mom, I'm like, well, why in the world you want to go take these CDL classes because you're not going to be driving trucks and what you want to do. And it's just money you're going to be wasting and blah, 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 blah. And his answer to me was, well, what I'm planning to do I might have to drive and it might be a commercial type vehicle. And so this is just what I want to do. And I think it was funny that I, you know, being the one I'm like, okay, fine, if you say so, but not really seeing how that was going to be a part of his life. So I'm telling on myself as a parent, yes, we sometimes will 
will think we know everything about our child's lives and, and which way they're going to go. And we try to steer them. And it turns out that not only was trucking uh, the thing that he has you know gravitated towards is something that he's been doing for eight years. So, you know, I'm, I must admit, I'm kind of glad you didn't listen to your mama <laughs> on that one. And you, I'm glad you're enjoying, I'm, I'm assuming you're enjoying what you do. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. All right. So you talked about how you kind of migrated towards getting a, a CDL and that this wasn't something, you know, you initially wanted to do. It was, you know, kind of a I'm going to look into doing something, getting a license, if you will, because people are going to always need truck drivers. And I agree, you know, truck drivers during the, the recent pandemic, truck drivers became more prevalent than I think we ever realized how important and how important some of the other essential workers, those that got termed as essential workers, how important they really were to the economy and just to our daily lives, you know. So thank you for being willing to get out there on the road days and nights and dealing with all the people around you. Uh, and then, you know, turning into getting this, getting the um, commodities to the actual places where I could go there and pick up what I need. So thank you for doing that. So Jonathan, now I have, a, I have a question and you can answer this regarding whether trucking or you mentioned your coffee business, which I want to delve into just a little bit more. Um, but for the for either one, start out with either one. Where do you see? Where do you think that you will be going with your coffee business or with your trucking? So, coffee. Well, I want to start off with the coffee. Okay. Um, I want to build that into pretty much one of the almost like the the WalMarts of the coffee industry, where I can be self-sufficient within the, my own company meaning that um from all of my work from the warehouse side where i have all the raw beans uh stored and that is then roasted and packaged for both the coffee shop side of the business and also available available for consumers that say hey i want to order i don't know 20 bags of your coffee, how do I do that? Well, you can either go through one of our coffee shops or you can visit like on, on our website and say, okay, such and such time I want the, this many bags. And then my warehouse side would be having all of the things that a typical coffee shop would need shipped to them. That means like cups, mugs, uh, water, what have you, everything that, that, the, that the stores would need with the they all have this one central location that they can order from and not have to worry about third party intrusions pretty much interrupting the flow of business. Okay. Okay. So you started out with, with your coffee business. And so you want that to evolve and become the Walmart of the coffee world. Okay. I get that. Um, a monopoly. <laughs> so what about the trucking? What do you think, where are you going to go with trucking? So trucking, I, I want to, and we are current, currently working out trying to get my own truck and starting a full trucking business for myself. 
Awesome. So you're just going to be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. You're going to have all kinds of businesses and your side hustle is going to have a side hustle, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yes. That's the plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds exciting. That sounds exciting. So tell me this. And again, you can answer from either trucking or from um, the coffee side. What are some of the challenges that you found yourself having to to deal with and starting with trucking or in starting with, you know, the coffee, the coffee business? So trucking wise, one of the biggest things is getting used to, to a 65 foot vehicle that you're in control of and at times can weigh 80,000 80, pounds plus and getting over that initial, I don't want to say scare, but that initial shock of what in the world am I doing right now? And I went from not really driving more than maybe 30, 45 minutes, an hour at max, uh, to next thing I know, an hour, I'm just not getting settled in for my shift. And I'm driving 14, 13, well, 11 to 14 hours a day and doing that. So that that was a big kind of jolt of shock for me. Okay. So, and I can understand that, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell on you too, because you were the child that would get in the car and in two miles, Jonathan would be sound asleep, snoring, y'all, just snoring. So, of course, when he tells me he's going to drive tractor trailers, I'm thinking, you don't stay awake long enough to do that. <laughs> but thank you for, you know, he, he does stay awake. He's doing good. Uh, I've had the honor of with some of the companies he's worked for, uh, they will allow him to have riders. And I have had the honor to ride with him. And we'll get into a story about that in just a minute. But as far as coffee, what kind of challenges have you had with your coffee business? Uh, not knowing anything about the coffee industry whatsoever was the big learning curve that I and still am overcoming. Okay. Um, I want. I added the still overcoming because there's stuff. There's still a lot that I don't know that I'm daily learning or daily trying to get overcome. So, I want to think one of the other things that I really had to overcome is learning exactly what roast levels are, okay. or what regions are when it comes to coughing because I I had no understanding. I had no previous concept of what that is. Okay. All right. So learning more about the coffee industry, of course, and that's understandable, but you, you said you've only been doing that one or two years. So that's very understandable. You're still in that learning curve. Um, and with trucking, yes, getting accustomed to driving a house <laughs> behind you to having something that long. It, do, which one do you find the most rewarding if if either i would definitely probably say the trucking is more rewarding for me because i have that that almost instant uh visual of what i'm doing and okay. i have more of a understanding that that what i do daily has a bigger effect on more people instantly than i would say the coffee side does 
Okay. So what had what all have you carried, hauled, you know, um, in your past, in, in the time that you've been driving trucks? What what kind of commodities have you had? Oh, I've done anything from uh, Polaris slingshots and ATVs to hauling fuel. Oh, wow. uh, or gas for gas stations, and uh, I've done. I've hauled fruits, meats, uh, how or how not houses, but wood, and oh. then I've done other things like uh, what? Now, now I'm even trying to make me go back. I'm trying to think like what? What have I hauled? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've done. I've done a lot. Okay, all right, and it sounds it sounds like you have, yeah. I keep playing with my glasses. I'm sorry, y'all, but it sounds like you have actually had experience hauling, transporting, if you will, a lot of different commodities. So, um, have you ever done? You said you've done meat, so I'm going to assume that was in a refrigerated unit, right? Correct. Okay, and y'all call those reefers. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, and so, give me give me some of the names of different like types of trucks and and lingo. Tell me some of the lingo that's used in the trucking industry. So, some of the more common types of trailers that you see would be dry vans. Dry vans. Uh, okay. And I would probably say the next most common would be a reefer or okay. refrigerated unit trailer. Okay. And so drive we call them dry vans because they they haul anything that doesn't need anything special to haul. Okay. It's more of a just a box that you can just throw anything you need in there and then just haul it down the highway. Okay. Uh, then the most the next would be like I stated, the reefer, and that's a little bit more uh I want to say a little bit more centralized because reefers or is anything that is more perishable okay, or anything that could expire a lot sooner. Okay. So that would be anything like your bacon to fruits, bananas, apples, peaches, things of that nature to sometimes even in reefers. Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So a lot of for the reefers, a lot of the medical industry uh-huh. use reuse reefer trailers because the medicines that they use have to be kept at a certain temperature in transport, or okay. they go bad. So they have to use reefer so that they can can't control the temperature that those things are in. You know, and I then, think it's I think it's funny that you you mentioned that because you know I've worked in hospital medical settings for a good 20 plus years and it never really I never really thought about the medicine having to come from one spot to another in a reefer I don't know what I thought or how I thought they transported it I guess I always just thought you know <laughs> they showed up with a in a van but I, I see the point now I mean I just made a connection with something I probably should have known but I just made a connection from you saying that. So we've got dry vans and we've got reefers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to throw in now a lot of, I know a lot of hospitals when they, when you actually get the medicine to the actual hospital, Uh they would, they would more than likely get that in a smaller van type reefer. 
But when you're going from the manufacturer plant to the distribution plant, that's where the actual like full 18 wheel will come into uh, effect. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So we've got dry vans, we've got reefers. What else is out there? Uh, we got flatbedders, then there are low low boys, then we also have the which I call them the king of the road would be the heavy haulers. King of the roads. Okay. So uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say so tell me about the king of the roads. <laughs> so those are the guys that haul uh heavy haulers. They haul anything from if you're out west, if you ever seen a I don't want to say windmill, but I, I guess it would be a windmill, the okay. things that are prevalent outside or in the west of okay. the country. Uh, they would pretty much always haul the wind blades that. Oh yeah. Uh, so they have to have a special trailer to haul those down the highway. Okay. Or even if you've seen excavators and bulldozers that construction zones use a lot, right? They have to have uh, heavy haulers or low boys to haul those from site to site. Okay, so. If you're, does it take a different type of license for each of those, or do you have to have different type of, I don't, I don't know what they're called, specification qualifications to be able to haul that different kind of things, or what? So for those which I just listed off, no, it's okay. the same. It's the same license, but it's the training aspect that's different for each of those. Okay. So now if I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, go you ahead. Go ahead. If you want, to, <laughs> if you want to get into more, what does a license have to do to change? Mm -hmm. That would be difference in if you go into a tank uh, trailer versus a van trailer. Now, if you have, if you haul a tanker, you have to have a special endorsement for that tank. Okay. And even if you go from just a regular tank to hauling fuel. You have to add a hazmat certificate or endorsement to your license to go do that. So that's kind of where the difference would be in when it comes to that. Okay. And so you're looking to do, Are you when you mentioned getting into your own trucking business, are you looking to do dry vans, reefers, excavators? What, what are you looking at? I know you... Well, not excavators, but the the heavy hitters, the king of the roads, you call them. Mm -hmm. um, what are you looking to do? What do you want to see happen? Uh, I'm looking to have a division in every single one of those I just listed off. Oh, okay, well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to limit myself to just one single thing. I want it. I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna hire your mama, right? Okay, now <laughs> don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> So, so we know there are challenges. We know that there are, uh, with everything, there's going to be some high times, there are going to be some low times. But tell me what type of, um, what would you call it, support system do you have in place? Or it, do you have a support system in place that kind of pushes you along during the, the low times and encourages you and cheers you on during the high times? What kind of support do you what 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 support do you have in place that helps you get through those times one my mama you <laughs> <laughs> okay um and then there's a 
there's a lady that I used to work with at a old company I was with that we've been since I met met her, we've been one of those almost connected as soon as we met. And we've been back and forth and knowing each other's highs and lows throughout our friendship and just being able to be like to push each other to keep trying or keep thriving. Okay. So. Yeah. And if she's listening, I'll, I'll give her a shout out because I want to thank her for, for being there. Even, you know, when you were not living in the uh, South in the Alabama area, but you were still over in Texas, I thank her for her friendship because um, she has proven to be one of those people, like you just said, um, somebody you can talk to and everybody needs some friends they can talk to somebody they can you know lay out the things to and have that person say yeah that works or you crazy don't do that <laughs> don't do it that way you know everybody needs four crazy friends if you say if you want to if you want to say it that way um what advice do you have for people who are listening i mean because you you started driving um eight nine years ago something of that nature and I'm gonna tell on you. You haven't hit. You haven't hit your thirties yet. You're close, but you haven't hit thirty yet. So, you know, what advice do you have for people who are who are young? When you find something that you like and you enjoy doing it, I feel like that is something that will become easier for you to make it into your destiny or into something that you love. So I would probably say find that one niche that you like to do and you love and keep with it. And throughout your haters and throughout the, the disappointments or the, the lows and the highs, just stay persistent with it. And at the end, it'll all work out. So oh. I think the key with that is you have to stay persistent. I love that. You got to stay persistent. Got to stay consistent and persistent. You got to keep pushing and you got to keep pushing forward, regardless of, as you mentioned, the haters and the skaters and any other hater. <laughs> so hopefully I have enough time to talk about this. And I, okay, I was going to end with the other question, but I, I don't want to end before we talk about this. So y'all heard me mention that one time um, I've had the opportunity and the honor to travel on the road with Jonathan. And I remember... One time, you know, we're sitting up high. We're sitting up high and we can see all these cars. And the term that truckers use, correct me if I'm wrong, the term that truckers use for your regular passenger vehicles, they call us four-wheelers, right? Is that right? Correct. All yes. right. So, you know, sitting up high and knowing that he's got 80,000 pounds behind us and that trailer and people just literally cutting us off and jumping in front of him and all of that stuff. And, you know, guys, I was sitting over there in that passenger seat. And I promise you, I had my Fred Flintstone brakes going. I was just, just pushing. I'm just pushing the brakes. You know, my imaginary brakes, if you will. And I remember that Jonathan saw me doing that. And he kind of chuckled and looked over at me. And this is what he said. What did you say? That brake you got doesn't work. He said the passenger brake doesn't work. Think about that when it comes to your destiny, when it comes to fulfilling your dreams. Nobody can stop you because the passenger brake does not work. As we end, Jonathan, let me say thank you ever so much. And I'm sure I'll have you back on. Thank you for being my guinea pig and for being the one that volunteered 
to go first. To all of my guests and our listeners, I want you to understand this. And remember, destiny looks different for all of us. This is not a competition. It's a kingdom collaboration. We'll talk to you soon. That's all for today's broadcast. I hope something was said that inspires you to fight for your dream, your purpose, your destiny. Defiant Faith airs weekly on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central. I look forward to our conversation next week and encourage you to invite others to join us. Remember, destiny looks different for each of us, so this isn't a competition, it's a kingdom collaboration. Now, go forth and live boldly in that which you were called to do.